Welcome to the Cell Culture Dish podcast, BioStages Bioengineered Organ Implants Poised to Change Treatment Paradigms in Esophageal Cancer. I'm Brandi Sargent, editor of the Cell Culture Dish. Joining me today is Jim McGorry, CEO of BioStage, and Dr. Severio LaFrancesca, President and Chief Medical Officer at BioStage. Mr. McGorry is a seasoned life science executive with over 30 years of leadership experience in both medical technology and biotechnology businesses. Most recently, Mr. McGorry served as Executive Vice President and General Manager Translational Oncology Solutions for Champions Oncology and previously was Executive Vice President of Commercial Operations at Excellin. During his 12-year tenure at Genzyme, he held leadership positions across several therapeutic areas, including biosurgery, cardiac surgery, oncology, and transplant. Mr. McGorry also was president of Clinifex Systems, an electronic medical records company. He also has been a member of the BioStage Board of Directors since February 2013. Dr. LaFrancesca is a cardiothoracic surgeon with extensive clinical experience committed to the clinical translation of transformative medical research. Dr. LaFrancesca has a unique combination of experience that features over 25 years of academic clinical surgical practice and innovative research with a foundation in the cardiovascular, thoracic transplantation, cardiac assist device, and regenerative medicine fields. He joins the company from the Department of Cardiovascular Surgery and Transplantation at the DeBakey Heart and Vascular Center at the Houston Methodist Hospital, where he developed the current surgical and perfusion techniques for thoracic organ procurement and preservation, and where he was also the director of the Ex Vivo Lung Perfusion Laboratory. Previously, he was an attending surgeon at the Department of Cardiopulmonary Transplantation at the Texas Heart Institute in Houston, Texas. Dr. LaFrancesca holds UNOS certifications as a heart transplant surgeon and lung transplant surgeon. I wanted to start today's podcast by asking, what is the therapeutic focus of your cell frame technology, and how is that technology different than the current standard of care? Thank you. BioStage aims to find a alternative treatment for esophageal diseases. Um, the populations can be divided into main population, an adult population and a pediatric population. The adult population is a population that is affected by esophageal cancer. In this case, the uh, treatment is called the standard of care, but for adults is a stomach pull-up or a segment of the intestine is removed and essentially rerouted in the chest. So in the esophagus, when you need to resect a portion of it because a, a lesion, in this case a, a cancer, needs to be resected, there is no way of putting the esophagus back together. So the only option is to actually get the stomach or another piece of your gastrointestinal tract and put it in the, in the chest. This uh, procedure is obviously far, far from ideal. Uh, it is very complicated. It requires opening the abdominal cavity as well as the thoracic cavity. And also it is plagued by uh, pretty high mortality Sometimes, and even in an pop, older population, can be as high as 19% in 90 days. It's also plagued by morbidity, 
which means these procedures can have serious complications. Uh, the most uh, dreaded complication are the leaks from where the surgeon does the anastomosis, meaning where the point where the surgeon attaches the remaining esophagus to the stomach. And when you have a leak of a gastrointestinal fluid in your chest, you can end up with a serious infection or even a general infection called sepsis, and that by itself can lead to death. In the uh, pediatric population, there are babies that are born without an esophagus. So an entire portion of the esophagus is entirely missing, was never, never grew, was never developed. So there is not even a standard of care when it comes to the uh, newborn. In some cases, the surgeon tries to put it back together, pulling on the esophagus. In other cases, the, you need to do a gastric pull-up, again, just like you would do in an adult, or interpose a piece of intestine, again, like you would do in an adult. Now, as you can imagine, the, uh, in, a, in a newborn or in a, even in a baby, having the stomach in the chest, the organ that usually does the digestion of the food can really have serious consequences, as in failure to thrive, and in other words, the baby can have serious problems with uh, um, its growth. Thank you for for educating us on that uh, issue. And just to follow up with that a little bit, how do you see this as solving pressing problem in healthcare? Well, as I alluded to, the the, the, the current procedures are far from ideal. And that's what we're trying to do. So we're trying to avoid these procedures that have complications. And oftentimes in healthcare, um, it's what is forgotten is what happens after a patient is treated. So not everything is fine after a patient has a treatment. And that usually reflects also in a big burden in healthcare because there is no return to work. The consequences of the procedure, you save someone's life, but then the cost to the society and also the cost to the patients as in terms of in terms of quality of life are really very, very high. And that's always something that is never uh, brought up to, to light. So that's what we're trying to solve. And uh, we are creating, as I said before, an alternative conduit. So we are regrowing your own organ. There is no better tissue than your own esophageal tissue. And this would avoid going under general anesthesia to get a, uh, your stomach or intestine in your chest. You know, I think that is such an excellent point because you're exactly right. Uh, there is so much focus on whether the procedure was a success and that's what gets recorded in the literature and things like that. But a lot of times what is neglected is what is it like to live with that particular situation after the initial procedure was done. And I think you make an excellent point. And, and certainly this would, would be a technology that would drastically Im improve the lives of the patients who had to go through one of these, uh, one of these operations. Um, I'm really interested. I love cell therapies, and I'm very interested in the technology. I've been following it for years. Um, I'm really in interested to hear what stage you are at now and then where you hope to be within the coming year. 
So uh, we are um, preclinical studies. So our product is, is, is uh, comprised of a uh, synthetic scaffold plus the patient's own stem cells. So that has required us to do some testing in animals. And right now we are also doing uh, specific studies. There are uh, FDA-related uh, uh, studies to, to show the safety of the product in large animals before you can actually apply for an investigation on new drug application, which means that then you apply to go ahead and use your product in patients. So we are doing the studies, and we have already done the studies that are not strictly called GLP studies, but the studies that we've done uh, before have actually uh, proven us that we have been able to achieve the regeneration of the esophagus. So once we are able to submit the IND, and that the plan is to do that later this year, we can then go ahead and start our clinical trial in humans. That's fantastic. As a emerging technology, of course, and as a technology that is, is so cutting edge, there's always a, a process that one must go through to pave the manufacturing path to pave the regulatory path. I'm interested in what challenges in R&D specifically have you overcome so far to get to this point? Well, actually quite uh, quite uh, immense challenging because uh, we, we had to develop a product that was uh, biocompatible to begin with and then a product that will actually be able to harness the body's home uh, healing, if you will, ability, and that has taken us uh, um, uh, quite some time, and it was a big effort. And uh, now we are actually very, uh, very excited because we've been able to show in a very, very relevant animal models a, a clear pattern of regenerating the structural integrity and continuity of the esophagus. And what, like I said, what is most relevant is that we have really created a model based on what the clinical application would be and not the other way around. So we, we, are, we are very confident that the animal model that we have is, uh, gives us very robust data and is very reliable. That's great. And what successes have you experienced so far to date? Biostage, as, as Dr. LaFrancesco is um, taking you through our evolution, has, has dedicated the last number of years to better understand this clinical problem. Our success in our preclinical large animal studies has been quite dramatic. Uh, we're working with the Mayo Clinic uh, with Connecticut Children's and other top collaborators throughout the country. And that has really helped us better understand how our next generation product and alternative can come to uh, fruition. In late 2016, we were granted orphan drug designation by the FDA for our work in treating adults and children with esophageal disorders. This designation provides us with a seven-year market exclusivity period against competitors upon marketing approval. It also grants us certain other incentives, including tax credits 
and a waiver of the PDUFA filing fees. So we're continuing to be able to generate peer-reviewed and other publications. We also had a publication today uh, at a key biomaterial meeting in Minnesota, and we're continuing to be able to to pivot from a preclinical company to a clinical company in 2017. That's so exciting. I'm sure it's it feels like. Um you're getting to kind of the top of a long <laughs> of a long hill that you've been climbing and and that's so such a nice feeling. Um, what are the next milestones that you're looking to achieve? And so we are very excited uh, about uh, climbing that hill. The challenges and opportunity is it's the starting line, uh, mo- not the finish line. Moving all of this work is the necessary uh, work to be able to bring a product uh, to to translate a product into uh, an improvement uh, into into the market. Uh, so into 2017, uh, we are hoping to file our IND into uh, the the third uh, the third quarter. This will allow us to be able to go into humans. The agreement with the FDA around safety and plausibility of our uh, of our product. And so we hope to beginning those, begin those clinical trials later into, uh, into this year. We look forward to replicating our preclinical work into, uh, into the clinic, and we look forward to further collaborations with key institutions like Mayo and Connecticut Children. So we're, we're, we're facing that key moment of the company, that really stepwise unleashes the value of the firm as we go from these preclinical robust models that Dr. LaFrancesca has put in place to hopefully moving forward into FDA-approved clinical trials with our collaborators in 2017. Well, we certainly look forward to following your progress and to reading about how your product does. And is there anything else you'd like to add for our readers before we close? Yeah, we, we, um, we, we again thank our collaborators and researchers all over that are dedicated to, to, uh, stem, you know, to stem cells and their promise. Uh, there is a lot of pioneers that have come before us uh, and other partners that we, st- we still have. It's a very collaborative field. We have learned a lot from others that they have gone down, and we feel that we are in a very good moment to be able to, to advance the next level of both science and medicine in this combination field. It's certainly a very exciting time in cell therapy, and I really enjoy learning about new opportunities and and new technology. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing-related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.